0: If I had to pick between streaming and YouTube, which would I pick? If you had to choose only stream, but no YouTube content or at least YouTube videos, but you are not allowed to stream, what would you do? Definitely stream. Also money is an issue. You don't need to worry about subs or ads, stream. Streaming is far more casual and far more enjoyable. The highs in content creation on YouTube, I think are better than the highs in streaming. It is such a great feeling when you produce some edited piece of work. You got that anticipation and you release it. It does really well. And people love it. People giving good comments and you watch it back yourself and you're proud of what you've created. That's a great feeling. But the the grinds of worrying, is this gonna work? Am I producing this video at the right time? The worrying about the algorithm, is it gonna give you some favor this time? Uh, like I, it, it, those thoughts, I hate them. Streaming is very simple by comparison to being successful on YouTube. How bad is my eyesight? For those unaware, I wear contact lenses. How bad is my vision? Uh, stretching out my hand, anything past that is blurry. I remember when I was really young, uh, I got contact lenses, oh, glasses and then contact lenses. So I got glasses when I was in like grade seven and contact lenses in grade eight and I haven't used glasses since. I remember sitting at McDonald's my dad was asking me about my sight and I said to him, uh, oh, like I don't know, I don't know how people are meant to see, like I don't know, I've only ever seen through my eyes, so, I don't know if I'm not seeing well. And I said like, look, I, I can't really read the McDonald's menu unless I squint. And my dad's like, wait, well, I'm, 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 I'm 40 or 50 or whatever the hell I age he was at that point, and he's like, I can read that, so you probably have some problems. And I remember saying to him, like, oh, you know, I just don't want to bother people. Like, if it's not. If it turns out I see fine, I don't want to bother people with. And he's like, hey, it's no, no bother. Just you should get tested or whatever. And so I got tested and I, yeah. I have a stigmatism or whatever the hell it's called. I don't know. If I could travel back in time, what would I do? Are you saying, like, if I could go back in time with what I know now, what would I do? Outside of, you know. Investing in the stock market in various different companies blah 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 probably start twitch like the day it started I like what I do now. I would effectively just be ahead of the curb For every major game. What game would I play? I guess I'd play League of Legends and CSGO, but I would still be a kid. My parents would not be happy with me Not doing my schoolwork and stuff, you know Presumably though, I'd be able to ace high school at my current age. I would, I would probably still speedrun, but I would probably speedrun Super Mario 64. I'd, I, I don't view myself as being a person who's good with controllers, but of course I'd learn. Siglemic back in the day, like there's pictures of him with like 13k viewers back when like the next biggest stream was like 2,000 viewers, that kind of stuff. Like, he, like we're talking like there was a time when some days Siglemic playing Super Mario 64 and speedrunning it was the top stream on Twitch. Like, starting Super Mario 64 back then and sticking with it in the same way that people stick with it today. Uh, you could make a very good stream of that. Shout out to Flips, He's a good dude. He never did tell me about why he ended up going to uh, Facebook gaming and coming somewhat to Twitch and all that stuff. There's a lot of politics and philosophy after this point. If that doesn't interest you, feel free to click off the video. I don't like the way the world is, and I am thankful I can avoid most of it. I'm gonna say something really, maybe, controversial. I don't like the way the world is, and thinking about the world sometimes makes me very sad. Like, very sad. One of the biggest perks of this job, my success of it, and uh, at it, and, and people supported me, is that I am largely cut off from the world. While I don't have enough money to live the rest of my life, people have financially supported me to the extent where I don't have to rely on particular government policies going my way or the market staying a particular way or some boss being nice or something. I'm safeguarded from a lot of things that the average person would just be completely fucked if it doesn't go their way. So much of life is in, is very much so out of our control and So many people basically have their lives destroyed every day. Not because of anything they've particularly done, but just because they've gotten unlucky. And the wealth that I've accumulated through this job, through you guys, has safeguarded me from the large majority of that. All the negative aspects of the world that fill me with dread and sadness are things that largely just other people experience now. I still care about them, and they still make me sad. But the selfish part of me is so happy that I don't have to deal with them. People wonder why I seem so thankful to people who support me. And this is partly why I don't like the way the world is. I don't like who is in power. I don't like what I see is the likely foreseeable future of the world. And I feel very powerless to change anything. And while recognizing that absolutely shutting the fuck up, just collecting a check, saying nothing significant, talking about the weather, playing to video games, maybe that would be better for me in the long term. Maybe even just in the short term. I can't do it because I feel guilty. I have these safeguards that other people don't have because I'm successful. And I believe that my success, and I, I can argue, I think pretty well, everyone's success is, depending on your philosophy, more or less dependent upon luck. And of course, hard work, but there's, there's clearly aspects of luck in that. I just, I just dislike how much things outside of people's control determines their success in the world and, and how much suffering or happiness they, they experience. It, it just it, it fills me with sadness. And I just feel as though, while I do have some platform to talk to people, uh, where I can talk about things that maybe will have a positive effect, I, I feel I can't stop myself from doing it, even while I recognize that potentially, in some contexts it's not doing me good. You know? Like, you may disagree with me politically, you may disagree with things that I say, but know that the things that I talk about, eh, I speak because of care and consideration for others. Is it meaningful to say success comes from hard work? Unfortunately, I had to cut this down because I talked about other things, but this will at least give you like an abridgment of my views that probably won't be very convincing, but it might be interesting to some people. Any aspect of your success that is predicated on your genetics is entirely luck. Nothing related to your effort changed your genetics. What's left then? Your environment. The environmental conditions that you find yourself in at birth, you didn't apply any effort to achieve things, these things either. A successful person, a really successful person, let's say, had they been born in a diff- with different genetics or in a different you environment, Given how unlikely success is, it's almost inconceivable that they could have also achieved success under completely different conditions. It's like saying, would Bill Gates have been a multi-billionaire had he been born in a mud hut in 600 BC? The answer is no. Given that all the prerequisites for a person's success were things outside of a person's control, it's almost irrelevant to say that hard work got that person's success my ability to pick up this pen the prerequisites for it is so you you could almost say everyone in existence who didn't wasn't born with my genetics in my particular environment it was impossible for them to pick up this pen impossible is it meaningful then to say that the picking up of this pen was my hard work when anyone who had been born with my genetics in this my environment would have done the same the list of variables that i had no impact on no, I applied no effort to there were prerequisites for the success that I have Astronomical, I could probably list the hundred without breaking a sweat Guilt over not caring about all political issues. I Agree I used to be interested in politics and what issues but now I don't even care because it's all so depressing Sometimes I feel bad when I can't be bothered to support every single issue of protest. I just want to be comfortable in life I have that feeling sometimes too and then I immediately feel guilty because I recognize My lack of willingness to participate and my desire not to care is because those issues don't directly affect me. And if those issues, whatever they are, directly affected me, I'd be annoyed at the people who don't want to participate. It's it's just selfishness. But you can't do everything. You can't care about everything. You'll go crazy. You can't follow everything. You gotta pick your battles. The creation of billionaires and wanting to help the needy. You just wish you had enough money to help anyone you can and make people happy, but that is unrealistic. It's funny that if your goal is to help people, you're not going to go into a career where you make billions of dollars. Well, to be honest with you, no one can go into any career making a billion dollars. The, the variables outside of your control that create a billionaire are just inconceivable. Like, you can think to yourself, You know, here are the steps that I would make to become a teacher. Here are the steps that I would do to become an accountant. Here are the steps, maybe even to make a million dollars. You'd be like, I'd save this amount of money, da-da-da. No one can say, here are the steps I would take to become a billionaire. You could study the history of every billionaire that has ever existed, and you will notice that they're all effectively unique. Very particular to the circumstances that they find themselves in. Miraculous, you could say. You can conceive of a person where variables that they control, they've applied themselves to to a great degree to achieve becoming a millionaire, especially today, given the value of currencies and all that stuff. But you can never consider that for a billionaire. A billionaire is effectively a person who either got extraordinarily lucky or worked hard and just based on exponential growth and opportunities that come with that, end up in particular circumstances that lead to that kind of wealth. It's not as though Bezos, when he was trying to sell books or whatever online, it's not as though he was like, I can guarantee man, the online's gonna be the biggest thing ever. And I'm gonna have the biggest retail of them all. Whatever, like it's it's, so many variables in terms of developments of technology and developments of government policy and other websites that were mismanaged and all that. And, And all these different variables had to be so perfect for Bezos to be who he is today. You know, you, you, you could never predict those outcomes. In hindsight, it's like, well, this is so fucking obvious but at the time. No, we see Bezos, but we don't see the tens of thousands of Bezoses all doing the exact same thing that he was doing around that time. But, you know, one small variable was slightly different and they didn't get there. As they say, billionaires aren't born into mud huts. But what I'm saying is your thoughts. I just want to help people, man is the very thing that would prevent you from being in those particular circumstances to make yourself billions of dollars. Because those billions don't come from becoming a doctor, becoming a teacher, becoming a firefighter. The industries that care for the poor and needy, the people who need the most help, these aren't the ones getting the most money. The difficulties in the interplay between government, regulation and business So when governments don't enforce labor laws, that's the fault of the businesses that operate in these countries. Let's say it would cost a hundred million dollars for a business to abide by some regulation that protects its workers or protects society, protects the environment, whatever it is, something socially responsible. If it would cost ten million dollars of lobbying to remove that law, create a loophole, install people who are loyal to them into positions of power to have it so they're not being enforced that's just a 90 million dollar saving for the business and under capitalism that is just a sensible play and as long as you're only thinking about the economy or the business's bottom line that that's a perfectly reasonable thing for them to do in a capitalistic system Almost anything can be justified by simply saying, if I don't do this, my competitor will. It's like when Amazon was receiving a lot of pressure to raise their minimum wage to $15, what did they do? They said, absolutely, we're raising the minimum wage to $15, because they had to, because of public backlash. But the very next thing they did is they invested money in attempting to have every other company as well have to abide by that minimum wage because competitively Amazon paying that higher a wage would um Be a detriment to them, but if the entire market has to do that It's not a detriment, right? But if you're wi- like but if you're willing to say You can't blame a business for doing the socially irresponsible thing because their competitor would do that or you can't blame a business for doing this immoral thing because, you know, their competitor would do it. It's just business. They're going to maximize their profits. Where does that stop? Like, wh- where, where does that line of reasoning stop? What, what wouldn't be justified for a business to do? But wh- why why only use that line of reasoning for businesses? Why not just private individuals? I mean, sure, like he did kill his mother, but it's just business. He needed the life insurance money to start his business. Sure, it wasn't the nice thing to do. wasn't the socially responsible thing to do. But he needed that startup capital. It's not his fault that life insurance exists. It's not his fault that she took out the life insurance. It's not his fault that he was the beneficiary. It's the exact same reasoning of, sure, I mean, the business did poison the water supply, but there were regulations against it, and the the, the government had no interest in enforcing them. How could the business be blamed? If they didn't do it, they're, they're compared to have and the competitor would have had an advantage and and, uh, they would have gone out of business because the competitor would have been able to have prices a lot lower than they and and undercut them because they wouldn't have to deal with caring about the environment. It is actually an interesting thing to think on. How much can you hand wave away of people's actions by appealing to self-interest or market competition? Given how much money businesses invest in government, to get the policies that they want. It's hard for businesses not to suffer some blame when regulations aren't being enforced. Billions of dollars is invested by businesses, specifically with that outcome in mind, or to create regulations that are of benefit to them. Because obviously not all regulations are good. Not all regulations are done with public interest. I've heard some people argue, who really just hate government, that all regulations have been made by businesses, specifically to squeeze out smaller businesses. The example I like to use that is uh, contrary to that is lead in petrol. For decades in America, lead was put in petrol to, I, I, I guess I'm, I'm not a chemist or whatever, to um, dilute petrol or whatever for cars. It's cheaper, I imagine, perhaps equally as effective, whatever, but it was done by businesses. And so for a long time, People knew that lead had a uh, an impact on the brain, IQ, aggression, whatever. But it was just being pumped into air. There was a lot of push for regulation to be put through to prevent these companies putting lead in their petrol. But they wouldn't do it because it would cost them money. The the positive effects were known, but they, they would spend a lot of money lobbying um, politicians to prevent them enacting any law to remove lead from from these, pro- from these uh, fuels. And eventually when it was finally done, after decades of pushing, over the, over the next coming years, violent crime, down. It is the consensus that a the removal of lead was a very large contributor to the lowering of crime that happened in the 90s in America. And looking at this, you think to yourself, what if it was done sooner? How many people would be better off today? How many people would still be alive? Or because some businesses were willing to spend the money lobbying politicians but not on making their products safer for consumers this is an example of a negative externality by the way it's an almost invisible cost to society that is not factored in factored into the exchange between a business and uh, the consumer of a product there are clearly many examples in history where businesses are almost they almost have their hands tied by the what we talked about before where if one of those businesses had moved by themselves to remove lead then you know their competitor would have an advantage at the same time though it would clearly be cheaper for this law not to go into place so they had to fight it from a business perspective it's just hard to imagine a system that is so perfect where businesses and politicians are perfectly held accountable and consumers knowledgeable enough about everything to hold them account you know especially considering that media is business media controls a lot of the information that people receive they themselves have different stakes in different 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 companies or their owners do like these are the things i think about in my off time and i don't have the answers and it makes me sad and uh, harking back to what i was talking about before i'm happy that i'm in a large part safeguarded from the ambiguities and- and issues that can arise from these- these- these complications, these, you know? And I feel selfish even thinking that way. How much control should government have? Do you think the state should control the economy more? I don't think the state should control the entirety of the economy. My main interest is in the state guaranteeing certain basic necessities. Access to information, education, food, shelter, water, protection from natural disasters, things that people literally can't control, the obvious prerequisites for a person to be able to achieve prosperity in life, things that it would be unfair if only some people in society got access to, specifically because of where they're born. I don't think we can have a perfectly equal society, and I don't even think that would necessarily be a good thing. Both in that, enforcement of it would be garbage, and I don't think everyone would necessarily lead a better life. If you had an authoritarian government, I wouldn't want that government... I would, I would rather have private industry doing such things. Like, I wouldn't be able to trust the government to not abuse its power or, or what have you. It's one of the problems. Once you give government power to achieve certain ends in a democracy, you must accept that at some point power is going to shift away from those who are ideologically similar to yourself and they're going to have that same power to do whatever. It's a delicate balance of trying to achieve what you want in society without necessarily creating the circumstances by which bad actors could abuse those circumstances to destroy everything that you, you're you achieving. I don't absolutely trust government, who, who would. The degree to, what any, to which I want any government to have power is entirely a, a matter of the degree to which I think they would um, conform to my views of society. So one day I might want the government to have this much power and another day I might want the government to have even less power, but I don't control how much power the government has. So you kind of want to create some sort of a middle ground where as much a, as possible of your agenda, if you like, is achieved, but the ability for someone to come in and fuck it up is minimized, or the ability for someone else to effectively destroy society with the powers that you've imbued in government is, is impossible. And being one individual, especially one individual voter, your ability to achieve that is effectively non-existent. And so you just you, you sit all day worrying. You can't achieve everything, and it, it just, it, you know... Again, I don't have all the answers in general i'm more inclined to be okay with governments in part because its power is diffuse and directly accountable in a democracy where if a a private business consolidates power too much it's usually gets too big it's it's usually the hands of a very few amount of people that this power is consolidated a government is effectively thousands upon thousands of people with conflicting motivations and it's very slow. The ability for the government to do anything is really slow. And because of all the conflicting interests, there's always checks on everyone, to a degree, in a democracy, and a, a, a sufficiently working government. In a big company, it's a select few amount of people making those decisions and they can snap change decisions immediately. And the more power they have, the more influence they have on the economy as a whole, the more integral they're seen to society, therefore the more influence that they themselves in the drop of a hat can, can, influence, uh, can inflict, the less your ability to distinguish between them and the government itself, because the government, wanting to be reelected has to support this business. And the business, knowing that, can abuse their influence to get the government to do whatever they want. Like, I'm not against private industry, but I am fairly against wealth consolidation, monopolies, a lack of competition and I do think it's the government should be attempting to break up monopolies, increase competition to prevent companies from getting too big and too powerful and too influential in society. The dangers of too great wealth consolidation. Is there an inherent problem with being decently wealthy? No, I wouldn't say so. The wealth I'm talking about that is damaging is the wealth that's actually destabilizing to society. Um, Like one of the reasons Rome fell is wealth consolidation and uh, no one paying taxes and um, infrastructure falling and da-da-da. I'm fairly certain that it is the consensus that wealth consolidation is a precursor to societal destabilization. If a select few people get too much wealth, too much influence, too much power, Government can't do its job. The exponential growth on that wealth is just so big that it just continues to consume the wealth of the economy and society can't function and you get riots in the streets.